0: Hello friends from chilly Smithville Ohio my name is Todd Martin and I'm the pastor at Smithville Mennonite Church and today I'm glad that we can finish up our Christmas series on making room for Jesus now just because Christmas is over doesn't mean that we stop making room for Jesus in our lives just like the wise men did long ago and that's what we're going to talk about this morning as we open our Bibles in just a little bit. But first, I'd like to pray for you. Oh Lord, thank you for each person that's listening right now. I would ask that you would speak to them clearly from your word. And as always, that there would be so much more of you and so much less of me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, as I said, we're finishing up our series from Christmas on making room for Jesus. And today's title for the message is Welcome to the Big Room. Now, the call to make room went beyond just Mary's womb, like we had in our first message. Jesus came for more than just his mom. The call to make room went beyond just Joseph's family, like in our second message, and his ability to make room for his wife and adopted son, Jesus. The call even went beyond making room in the local community, like the shepherds did in the third message that Justin Smith preached when Jesus invaded uh, the shepherd's night shift job. The call to make room is much bigger than all of that. You see, the world was to make room for this new king. Jesus came for every single person on the planet, and the call went out, make room. Now there's no greater proof at his birth for the global gospel's reach than the witness and testimony of the wise men. Or magi, as they're sometimes called. Where did these men come from? How did they know about Jesus? And what does all of that mean for us? Now, next week, I thought we would begin our Mission-Minded series, which is coming up. But it actually starts right now. Jesus' global outreach began long before he was born, with hints in the Old Testament. But then a blazing beacon was lit. A stunning star signaled out to the far reaches of earth and likely the entire galaxy to make room for Jesus. So here's your point for today. If you want to jot this down, this is your sermon in a sentence. Here it comes. Just like the wise men, we too must let the world know It's time to make room for Jesus. Again, your sermon in a sentence goes like this. Just like the wise men, we too must let the world know it's time to make room for Jesus. Now I'd invite you to open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 2 verse 1. And we're going to make room for Jesus right now as we read. Now, as I always let you know, if you don't have a Bible, you can read and understand. I would love to get you one. And if you stick around to the end of the message, I'll tell you how to do that. If you don't have a Bible right at the moment, it's okay. I'm going to be reading the text, but I love it when God's people can read along with me. So I'm in Matthew chapter 2, verse 1. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, During the time of King Herod, magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who's been born King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. What I hope you catch from verses 1 and 2 of Matthew chapter 2 is simply this. The gospel is global. The gospel is global. Then I would just ask the question, how else would you know about the gospel? The wise men are amazing examples of folks who not only made room, but made a journey to Jesus. You see, they expanded their room. They went out of their way to get to the room where Jesus was. We know Jesus was a Jewish Messiah. He was the fulfillment of ancient prophecy. His life was predicted in the Old Testament from the very beginning, Genesis chapter 3, and then to the very end of the Old Testament in Malachi chapter 3. But here's the kicker. He didn't come only for the Jews, and these wise men, these magi, prove it. Verse 2 gives mention of the stars. Now, what in the world, or I should say what actually out of the world, was this? A comet? Saturn and Jupiter converging? Perhaps a supernova? There are many theories about what the star was. Now, we don't know its form as much as its function. And what function is that? Well, it was to guide people from far away to jesus global outreach for jesus started even before he was born long before the internet radio airplanes or even tall ships god was sending his message to those who were needing and looking for him around the world and he still does it today friends We could just stop right here and talk for a long time about the reality that the gospel is global can you imagine if the disciples looked around after jesus ascended and said well this has all gone far enough let's just keep this good news right here in galilee let's just settle down and quiet down and keep the good news to ourselves not only would have the church died But humanity at large would have remained lost. But you see, they didn't do that. The global impact of Jesus and his church for good is undeniable. Now I know today, many will say otherwise, that Jesus was no big deal or even a bad deal for humanity because revisionist history is nothing new. But any serious student of history knows better. The gospel has been good for humanity. Now there's a whole other sermon in there, but I need to stay right here. Now that is only half the story. Jesus also gave the world the invitation to salvation and eternal life. When Jesus came and did what he did by dying for our sins and rising again from the dead, hell was actually ransacked. Jesus made a way for all people of this world to get to heaven. This is shockingly good news to humanity. And that is for a humanity that is scared of and to death. To imagine that we no longer need to fear death, to imagine that God actually loves us and that we can be forgiven and go to heaven. And yes, that it's for everyone on this planet. We forget this was not the dominant message of the ancient world. No, in the ancient world, the gods were mad at you and there was nothing you could do about it. In fact, Even reading the Old Testament, I affectionately call the Old Testament the bad news because you can't have good news without bad news. You can get a real sense that God is angry with people. But then, here comes the wise men. Here comes the magi looking for a new king by which God will do a new thing in the world. You see, these wise men came looking for some global good news now we sit here almost halfway around the world from where jesus was born we only know the name of jesus because the global gospel is a reality that someone brought us the good news they found and we should be eternally thankful how else would we know now this makes us ask who should we be telling about this global good news, but friends, I need to show you the other side of the coin because there will be and there was then resistance to this good news. Check it out. I'm Again, I'm in Matthew chapter 2 verse 3 is where we'll pick up. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all of Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them, where the Christ was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will be the shepherd of my people Israel. Verse 7. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and make careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me that I too may go and worship him. Oh, friends, what I hope you catch from verses 3 through 8 is not everyone in our world wants to make room for Jesus, then or now. Again, what I hope you catch from verses 3 through 8, not everyone in our world wants, wants to make room for jesus then or now and then i would just ask you this challenging question where do you see this today and what should be done about it where do you see this today that not everybody wants to make room for jesus and what should we do there's always going to be resistance to jesus focus on verse three look at it really closely because the rest of it is just a ploy. Herod didn't want a global gospel. He didn't want any gospel at all. Friends, if you didn't notice, many secular powers of this world want nothing to do with Jesus, but to stomp him out. They have no room for Jesus, and want you to have no room either. In some ways, they understand Jesus better than we do. Herod knew a new king, meant the old king would have to go. And that is still true today. He knew this was a threat to his kingdom. And he simply must find that threat and eliminate it. Jesus was going to make, I'm sorry, Herod was going to make no room for Jesus. In fact, he wanted to take room from these wise men and ultimately from Jesus himself. Now, if we expand verse 3 a little more, things get even sadder. Look at what it says, All of Jerusalem was disturbed. We find that this meant the church folks, too. Now, I'd like to believe that maybe these learned and religious fellows thought Herod had a serious spiritual awakening. Maybe they thought the old king was coming around, and they wanted to help him, but, you know, I really doubt it. We know that over the course of Jesus' life, the Jewish establishment, with a few wonderful exceptions, had it out for Jesus. They wanted to make no room for him either, and in the end, they wanted to make him a tomb, not a room. Who knows if they were part of Herod's plan of suppression, even at Jesus' birth. One thing we should always remember is that from the beginning, yes, even as a baby, there were those, and there always will be those, who want to make no room for Jesus. Whether it's the Freedom From Religion group protesting public nativities, or the ACLU suing schools for Christmas programs, don't let it rattle you. So what should we do? Well, don't let the Christmas party poopers Chill your love at Christmas or even now after Christmas. They are nothing new. Do good in spite of them. Love and give in spite of those that make no room for Jesus. Ready or not, room or not, Jesus has come and will keep coming into our world until the whole world knows. And those who seek him will find him and make room just like the wise men did. I'm going to finish up starting in verse 9. Read along with me. After they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Now what I hope you catch from verses 9 through 12 is, The wise men worshipped Jesus, then took the good news into the world. The wise men worshipped Jesus, then took the good news into the world now my challenge question is two words long here it comes will you will you do what the wise men did they worshiped him then they took the good news into the world will you even though they went to see the rich and famous king herod who had no idea where the new king was they continued their quest And found Jesus. I find it so beautiful that these men who traversed afar came to Jesus and responded the way they did. They came to Jesus with open hearts and open hands. They knew him when they saw him. Jesus transcends all ethnicities and languages, all culture, and all time. They had joy. They met him with excitement and with worship. Jesus was worth the trip, and they expressed it. I marvel at these wise men, these magi, as they brought their precious gifts to a humble home. Can you imagine their surprise after visiting King Herod in his palace? Now here's a real king with no pomp or palace. You know, they could have scoffed. They could have turned up their noses. And rode away, but they made room for Jesus. They made room in their hearts and bowed down and worshipped the baby boy king. They made room in their hands as they gave their precious gifts to him. And then they rode off. Their room, now much bigger than before, encompasses the world. As they saw the newborn king of all creation. They went home to spread the word and set a pattern for global outreach that remains today. Let's review, then I'm going to let you go with a song. The gospel is global. These men came from far away and made room for Jesus. By the light and direction of a star, these men came to Jesus. God's invitation transcends geography and ethnicity. God is calling everyone to make room for the king. Do you believe that the gospel is for the globe? What are you doing about it? Oh, friend, I hope you will stick around for next week's series as we move into a missions focus. We're gonna talk about what we need to be doing. And I'm so thrilled that my church is involved in missions in Mongolia and the Philippines and Papua New Guinea. Friend, where are you involved in global missions? If you wanna learn more about it, Let me know. But now next, not everyone wants to make room for Jesus. We need to remember that. Simply put, there are Jesus haters out there just like Herod. There are those who don't want to make room, but rather want to take room for themselves. The global effort of reaching the world will always have resistance of some sort. But we must love through it. And we can. And keep going just like the Magi did. Finally, we must make room for Jesus as we worship him, giving him our gifts, then going back to our part of the world that needs to know about him and witness there. We do this every Sunday when we bring our tithes and offerings and worship him together at our local church, ours, which is Smithville Mennonite. We follow in the footsteps of the wise men when we do it. But then we too are called back to where God has placed us to be a witness for him the rest of the week. Now we have only legends of what happened to the wise men. But most point to faithfulness to Jesus in life and even in their deaths. To this day, it is believed the wise men bones rest in a church in Germany. They are forever remembered for the time they spent with Jesus, and the impact that he had on their lives and their witness. Oh, friends, may our lives reflect the same joy and devotion to the global gospel of Jesus, even today. Let us pray. Oh, Lord, I just thank you so much that we have this witness of Scripture that these wise men came from so far away to see you, Lord Jesus. Thank you that we too can join them in worship. Now, Lord, send us out into the world, just like you did them, with good news to share. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Well, thanks for listening today. And I want you to know that if you need a Bible or just someone to pray with, let me know. You can reach out to me, Todd Martin, at Smithville Mennonite Church through our office phone, which is 330-669-3601. Again, that number is 330-669-3601. Or you can just Google us, Smithville Mennonite Church, and contact me through our website. Either way, I would love to hear from you. And now, I'd like to leave you with a song that so beautifully goes with our Christmas theme of Make Room. And it's sung by the excellent band Casting Crowns. And of course, the song is titled Make Room. I hope you enjoy it and are blessed as you too make room for Jesus in this new year
1: the family hiding from the storm found no place at the keeper's door it was for this a child was born to save a world so cold may set you apart when you make room in your heart and trade your dreams for his poor Tomorrow is there.